Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Mark Hipperson. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm good. Thanks very much, Ben. How are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm excited to go through everything that you're working on, Mark. Mark is the founder and CEO of Ziglu. Uh, Ziglu is a modern neobank offering crypto, FX, and investments. I, I should add that it is licensed and regulated, so we, we have a very special... I'd say regulated business in all of these new forms of finance. And so I'm excited to go through what you're working on at Ziglu. But before we get there, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Yeah, happy to, Ben. So just very quickly in 30 seconds. Um, uh, after leaving uni, I did computer science at uni. Um, I went into uh, uh, Barclays Bank and, and finished up the head of technology for the Barclays Group uh, and deputy CTO for Barclays UK. I then uh, founded and sold in 2003, three years later, my first technology business, which was an internet banking business. Um, I then took a bit of time out, um, but then um, joined a company called, called BGSS. It was a consulting business in the UK um, and grew that to, to a reasonable size. Um, software development and IT consulting, run that for, for, for a few years. I was a GM there for 10 years or so. And then importantly, I guess, um, you might be aware the laws changed in, in 2013, 2014. The EBA, European Banking Authority, empowered local regulators, in our case, the FCA and a PRA, to introduce more competition in the marketplace, which um, gave me the, the shove to, to um, found Starling Bank, which is one of the challenger banks um, in the UK. Um, when we got, when we got our, our banking license, I, I left to do Ziglu, but one of the important things that I wanted to learn. It was it was relatively nascent the the learnings about um, crypto um, and FX, and I wanted to get to grips with those things. So I, I worked with a friend's company for a couple of years, learned the intricacies of the technology behind how all the exchanges work from a crypto perspective and also from an FX perspective. Once I got to grips with that, um, I uh, I founded Ziglu, uh, which would be about three and a half years or so ago now. And um, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think this may be the first time I've read a modern neobank. So mm. what is a modern neobank? Well, I guess we provide banking services. So we do, we do everything that a, a challenger bank does. So sort of code account number IBAN allows you to be able to do the sort of things you can um, with, your, with your challenger bank, whether it's Starling or a Monzo or, or whatever. Um, in addition to that, we also provide crypto services. So we have 10 curated cryptos, um, which enables you to be able to buy, sell, hold, send and spend uh, those cryptocurrencies. We're just about to launch crypto spend on cards. So you can actually spend your crypto as well. Uh, we've got some investment accounts, um, two accounts that pay 5% interest on both Bitcoin and also Sterling as well, um, would you believe? Um, very, very popular, as you might imagine. Um, that, that product is, is, is almost like our bestseller in terms of, as you might imagine, paying 5% interest on sterling. Um, we launched it in the beginning of the year and it's been massively popular. Um, 
And then we also do FX as well. So we do um, sterling, dollar and, um, and euro FX as well. We're about to launch a whole range of things, but I'll talk about those later. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about what you guys are rolling out. I, I think that if anyone who has explored this, um, the, the emerging uh, distributed finance space and all of the breakthroughs in fintech, we are truly living in a, almost like a watershed moment in terms yeah. of the banking industry. So tell me a little bit about Zigloo in the context of that broader business landscape. Yeah, so it's a good question because back, back in sort of 2015 or so, when the Challenger Banks first launched, they did a, an amazing job of changing people's relationship with their with their bank. You know, gone are the old days where your bank would would make you feel awkward and difficult with taking your money out and moving it. And and you know, these are these are the banks remember that missold as P, PPI and and um, fixed LIBOR rates and 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 generally charge whatever they could whenever they could. Um, you know, you went overdrawn last week and we, we just you just receive a letter to say you've been charged £25 a day for every day you've been overdrawn. So much therefore to 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 address and get right. So when we did um, you know, the original you know, sort of, I guess, challenger, we addressed that and put a customer first um, and help them manage their money more effectively. And we aimed at that sort of slightly younger demographic, the 18 to, to 45, that, that had become quite disenfranchised with, with their banks in most cases um, and wanted that wanted a better relationship. And, and you know, we, we did, we, I'd like to believe, you know, turn that on its head and put, put the... Um, um, the, the power in the hands of the um, the customer, which is how it should be, of course, it's their money, it's their data, importantly, as well. So what we do at Zigloo, we've, we've evolved that, you know, Starling Monzo and those sort of guys were sort of seven years or so ago now. So what we've done is add in the things that people want today, um, which which are uh, proper access to to real interest rates um, on investments, importantly, crypto as well. We, we, we you know, we're a crypto focused product because that's what people said that they wanted. And, and there was no there was no regulated company out there right. that enabled people to have simple, straightforward access to crypto services. So so you know, before we even wrote. I, I mean, code, it's, you know, it's such a good point, Mark, because. I actually was in a meeting uh, at the end of last year where uh, it was a bunch of private wealth advisors. And these individuals were working with very, very wealthy families, actually. Um, and their portfolios were so tried and true. Like mm -hmm. the same things, everything that you would imagine they, they covered off. And when I mentioned things like crypto or even ETFs, they were kind of like, I don't know, we don't, we don't really trust that stuff. <laughs> you know? and, and it was kind of such an odd thing because when you talk to 20s and 30 somethings, that's, that's their lifeblood, right? So it, it's, it, there is a huge generational moment that we're seeing here. Yeah, you make a really good point. It's one of the things that, that it's overused, but, but I am quite passionate about what we're trying to achieve here. You know, crypto is just, just you know, the first asset class we're, we're launching in terms of an investment. Um, but, but the younger demographic, if you look at the states, they tend to invest in their, in their businesses far more than we do. There's a, there's a closer relationship in terms of investing whatever it is, 20, 50, 100 pounds, 100 dollars in their case, a month in the businesses they want by buying shares in Apple or, or, um, or, or 
Google or one of the other you know big companies and, and we don't have that culture it's certainly our younger demographic over here because it's so difficult and the financial advisors tend to operate at the very highest level of people earning you know 100 grand plus um, a year and, and more and and there's nothing there or very little there in the marketplace that really helps that younger demographic think about their future other than a pension which which no one in their 20s really thinks about because exactly. it's a problem for the future not today so what we're trying to do is address that and say look crypto is interesting and fun and you should put some money in it but but you know think about that in the context of, you know, of what you're spending every month and what you're investing every month and make sure it works for you so we will be doing other types of investments in due course into stocks and shares both over here and in and over the pond as well different funds and maybe mm -hmm. you know different commodities as well because that's what we want to try and make sure that everybody has fair and simple access to to investments i love it well so you know the last couple of years have been so interesting in terms of of fintech and distributed finance it's been kind of an interesting back story during the pandemic you know we've seen all of these companies launch and all of this crazy stuff happened with Reddit and all these these groups. And I, I would just be curious how the, the pandemic ride has been for you. And then also what insights are coming out of that for you? Well, interestingly, we, we launched um, three months into the pandemic, um, wow. um, which was which was difficult. We, we spoke, you know, just before this about how difficult it is to do things and launch launch businesses and uh, and, and found businesses in the pandemic, and, and it is. But but I guess what it enabled us to do, we were very clear of what we had to do um, in in June uh, twenty twenty, which is when we when we launched. I guess it's getting getting on for two years ago now. Um, certainly eighteen months, eighteen nineteen months or so. But so so you know when when. Boris and everyone home. We were a week before that. You know, I, I asked everyone to go home and work from home, make sure the environments were set up so we could work, expecting expecting this to happen for you know maybe two or three months or so, not not two years. Um, so so we were ready for it, and it enabled, it enabled absolute focus for us as a team to to get the product out and, and and make sure it was as good as it could possibly be. And I think what we've got a sort of a great team of people that come from a, both a banking background, but also a, a FinTech entrepreneurial background. And, and we've combined those into, into one, one team of people that, that get the importance of, of both those two things. And you can't, you can't do one without that. You can't be an entrepreneur and an innovator when you're delivering banking products and, and, and resilient, reliable products without understanding the importance of customer and resilience. Right. And you can't, from a banking perspective, expect a, a young entrepreneur or company to, to work through all the complexities of risk and compliance management without thinking of the practicalities of, of how it means in terms of delivering a great solution in the hand of a customer. So those two things came together for us and enabled us to be able to work hard, subtly, you know, at your, at your desk at home or, or, or on the kitchen table at home. And that and really enabled um, um, more focus on delivery. So it worked for us. And on the side of a customer, um, they were at home and they had a bit more time on their hands and they, they were starting to read about crypto and, and asking for crypto solutions. So as, as, as I was sort of saying earlier, getting a product out there, which was licensed and regulated, we were the first in the UK to have a fully regulated um, product for both crypto and e-money. And we're the only company that has a license in the UK and the whole of Europe for crypto wow. and e-money. So, so putting, putting, and we did that 
because you know there's many companies out there that put the fingers up to to regulators and therefore in in my view their customers and we want to come out from coming at, at it from the other perspective which was look you can be an entrepreneurial company that does interesting innovative things and work with regulators to put the customer first and make sure they're protected make sure they're clear on what they're buying and that's what we did um and it's gone very well down down very well with the customers and they like what we're doing we know we're growing at uh, at sort of best part of 10% month on month wow. um, and we've got a set of products that I'm happy with but there's a whole raft of things that, that we're looking to do um, later this year that you know, I'm obviously happy to talk about as well. Yeah no I think that the opportunity is immense the the need for a credible regulated solution is so timely because we're moving out of that hype phase and we're moving into this phase of, of people really having high levels of curiosity, high levels of motivation to really push forward into this space and they need credible, credible solutions. So tell me a little bit more. I mean, are we going to, is that going to be the, the story of 2022? We're going to see more focus on making this more mainstream or where, where are we in this pathway? Well, that's a good question. So, so we wanted to make it more mainstream because, you know, obviously there's, there's exchanges out there, but it was really difficult for um, the average person in the street to be able to navigate those exchanges and feel comfortable that when they sent money there, it would ever arrive. arrive. And when it did arrive, um, it would be looked after and safeguarded and, and, and protected. And then if you send your money to one of these exchanges, you get their price with their commission. Um, and then you have to wait for the deal to be done. And then to get your money out, convert it back, it can take days. Um, and you don't know whether your bank will receive it because, you know, right. banks in the UK have got a very negative attitude towards um, crypto and crypto exchanges, of course, because they see it ultimately as competition. So they make it very difficult um, for people to send money in and send money out. It's not just that. There are some valid AML concerns that they have or, uh, or money laundering concerns that they have with crypto businesses. So, right. so they have made it difficult for people to move money around with crypto businesses. And, um, and therefore, when you're dealing with these third party exchanges or, or these exchanges, it's, it's, it's quite a difficult experience with lots of graphs and lots of, um, lots of unexplained products that you can buy. And, and what we said is, look, it's simple. We've got 10 products out there, 10, 10 cryptos. They're all, pro all cryptos that you would have heard of. We curate those, make them available. You can buy them and you can sell them and you can hold them. We'll give you the best price. And I think daily we check our prices and, and invariably we're the best price in the UK. Um, wow. we, charge a flat, we charge a flat commission and they were still be the best price in the UK. So we go to multiple exchanges and give you the real price, the best price in real time. So that customer first a, a, a approach, you know, all our cryptos, all, all the crypto we hold for you is insured as well. So you don't have that, that concern. Um, so we, we try and make it simple and straightforward and we're about to launch it's in I've seen I've seen the, the screens that, that the guys have been showing me internally about our launch we're about to launch crypto spend on cards as well which will be a nice feature to add so you can pick which cryptos you want to spend we also as you know do fx as well so wherever you are in the world you can spend in your local currency you, know, you can buy fx and hold it in your account buy dollars and euro etc and spend in those currencies but if you want to you can spend crypto as well so what's your take mark on things like um you know europe i know has started a process to explore digital currency uh i know china is well on mm. its way uh the u.s 
is well behind, but I know that uh, even he, even in the U.S., they've highlighted that it's a it's a possibility that they'll they'll push forward with some form of digital currency. How does that play alongside some of these crypto activities? Yeah, again, another good question. So, so CBDC, central bank digital currencies, I think is what you're referring to, yeah. which are which are in effect like a central bank e money. So what they what they effectively do is. Um, they give you access to your money um, through their own bank account, but they don't give you. So basically, it removes cash or M zero or M one if, if anyone's done economics out there. So it removes that that from the, from the money supply and replaces it by electronic money or CBDCs, which is basically a a, a cryptographic form of money controlled by the central bank. Though, so it, it's a big success in China because because obviously it's 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 highly communist and therefore they like control therefore yep. it works in that type of environment the the, the you know I've, I've had one or two conversations with regulators over here about their plans and what they're doing and they've been you know, they've, they've provided some information uh, about what they're looking to do now they are they are looking at it there's there's, there's concerns by mainstream banks because they'll be losing the ability you know people people not having cash or money won't be going to their bank accounts in the same way they'll be using Almost like the Bank of England's ledger to, to and, and the companies like us, you know, to, to, to be able to move money around, right? Which which means that the banking model that, that has existed for hundreds of years in the UK um, will be challenged. And, and, and I clearly, think credit cards would be challenged, I suppose, too, right? I mean, um, yeah. it's it will it will affect everything to do with financial services, yeah. and hence there's a hence there's a there's a degree of of, of measured caution. On the, on the process that needs to follow for, for the adoption. I was also concerned, for example, that, that every step of the way, not, you have no privacy. And there's all that, those privacy laws that need to be considered alongside AML laws. So one of the biggest challenges I think you know, some people have, if you're a hardcore crypto enthusiast, um, you love the fact that you can move money around and, 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 and nobody knows where, where, where it goes. But as soon as you start bringing it into the banking environment, then, then clearly um, people want to know where did it come from because there's money money laundering rules and we, we all follow those of course. So so it's it's, it's removing cash and, and you could pay you could pay your window cleaner you could pay your gardener in, in cash or, or your builder that 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 is fast you know disappearing um, and there are you know people need to need to recognise that that you know the opportunity to to you know launder money. Um, mm -hmm. is, is very much is, is reduced. You can't do that with us at all, right? And the ability to avoid tax is 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 you know all the loopholes are being closed up. So, right. so when the more you regulate it, the more uh, it'll have kind of a positive impact because more individuals will feel safe to get involved. So more capital will flow into it, and hopefully remove some of these uh, fears that people have on yeah. And I think that's the right, man. And I think pe people need to accept that the inevitable move forward with, with CBDCs or, or, or indeed with cryptocurrencies does mean a wider acceptance. And you can't have vast sums of money moving around uh, over borders when you don't know where it's came from, what the purpose is. And, and I do fully embrace that the, the, the laws and rules on money laundering, of course, is, is one, all sh one should. But there is, that, there is that slight dynamic about, well, what about my privacy? You know, it, it, it's you know I can I can I can spend five hundred pound in a um, and, um, and and buy something you know with cash, but and nobody knows where that's going. So so they need to address that, and there's a degree of of need to address privacy issues, and I get that. 
but the you know corollary of that is we need to avoid money laundering. I, I got it. Well, Mark, it's been an, a really interesting conversation. I am excited about Zigloo and and what you're embarking on. I truly feel that we're at this moment where we will see institutions such as Zigloo be the new institutions, maybe the neo institutions, so to speak, of, of how this stuff will work. And maybe institutions are the wrong word to use because it will be so distributed in, it, in its nature, but demanded, demanded by uh, generations of folks that are dealing with uh, the legacies of some of those difficult models. You, you know, you mentioned at the beginning uh, the idea of the overdraft. And uh, when I was at grad school in England, uh, uh, my God, the overdraft fees uh, was just off, yeah. a nightmare, <laughs> nightmare for everyone, definitely for me. So I, I do remember those very, very well. So I'm, mm. I'm very happy about what you're doing. We've been speaking with Mark Kipperson. He's the founder and CEO of Zigloo. Zigloo is a modern neobank offering crypto, FX, and investments. Uh, Mark has done a lot of amazing things. He founded a UK retail bank and two FCA-regulated financial technology businesses. He is a commentator and speaker on banking, fintech, crypto, technology, everything related to banking. And certainly anyone that's listed that listened to this whole broadcast will will attest. Mark is the guy to speak to about this stuff. Uh, if anyone wanted to reach you, Mark, let us know wh where, where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, on Twitter, um, are the best two, two, um, two ways, or, or drop me a, an email at hello at zigloo.io. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on Uncaged, and we look forward to talking to you again. Great talking with you. Thanks very much. Cheers. 